And welcome back to a very, very sad edition of the ABC Movie Show. My name is Bo Allen. My name is Jacob Brodier. Uh, this is going to be a quick one, truthfully. Uh, we, we, we put a lot into our Oscars preparation. We're a little tired. You know, we need, we need breaks, too. So, um, I think we're drained. We're drained. Uh, I found out, you know, on Sunday that I've wasted my life. <laughs> this has been... A waste. Everything, all the, especially all the hours that we put in, you know, kind of looking at trying to predict this stuff and then talking about previous Oscar winners. And it turns out it's all a sham. And I knew that. The thing about this Oscars is no one's going to know what the best picture was. Oh, my God. And so, I I mean, I knew the Oscars were a sham. I knew they didn't matter. But I, I like it as like a historical record of, you know, film. Even though they're they're not always right about the best picture or the best actor or whatever, it's still a decent marker to go by, you know, if you're trying to get into this stuff. I, th- I know that's one place where I kind of started was, all right, let's look at some best picture films and see what these people that are supposed to be the tastemakers like. And then they just shit on it. I mean, they did. I'm not even talking about the slap. We can get to that. The fucking bits in between award presentations were terrible it was awful it made me sad it really did amy okay i'll give amy schumer some credit she had a couple of good jokes here and there i have a couple positives about her we'll start let's start with some negative stuff though (laughs) i want to talk about regina hall because she had one of the most uncomfortable bits i've ever seen it was terrible which one the one where she pulls up various attractive men from the audience and makes jokes about probing them. And, like, she's like, I want to see if you have COVID by sticking my tongue in your throat. And, like, I I don't know if those guys knew they were going to be called up like that. Um, But however however it played, it like, even if they did, it played terribly. There was not much laughter in the crowd there was none from me it was awful and then it got yeah even it was just worse. uncomfortable it i mean even... they were uncomfortable too and then she uh, this i really don't think it was planned she just groped josh brolin and jason momoa as she left the stage mm-hmm. what are we doing i mean imagine if the roles were reversed the gender well like, yeah ooh. i mean it's bad it's terrible either way and then she was making like, are you 18 jokes about Chalamet? And I was like, this is just, this reads is creepy. Yeah, it was not a good bit as long uh, with the all the other bits as well. And that was the second, that was the second opening, like the second part of it. Like yeah. they had, you know, the th- Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall out there. And Regina Hall even then was doing the like, I'm single thing. That's what they thought were their best bits. Because you put the best bits up front. Right, like. It was rough. Um, Amy Schumer's opening, I thought, was brutal when she was with the two of them. Wanda Sykes, I liked the whole time. I don't really have anything bad to say about her. Yeah, she no, she was funny. She took it very like goofy the whole time. It was I, fun. I, I think it's a much better show if she's the only host because yeah. I she just has she and this is uh, something she's always had. She just has the perfect amount of like levity to these situations, and she like can poke fun at it without actually like ruining it. Like this kind of ruined it. Like what, what everyone else did. It was terrible. I hated it. Yeah. It was not a strong opening at all. 
Um, Beyonce's thing was just like whatever, just like a giant green screen the whole time. Which they, I'm surprised no one memed. I mean, I think the slap took over the meme right. uh, cycle, but I think if the slap didn't happen, Beyonce would have been memed a shit ton. So I'm not going to say cut Beyonce because you can't cut Beyonce from anything. I mean, just, I, we understand why they did it. No, it's, yeah, it's Beyonce. Yeah. She has a Grammy no- or an Oscar-nominated song, like, and they're trying to revitalize the, the crowd uh, and get people fired up, and it, yeah. it just didn't work. And... Uh, but I'm not gonna say cut Beyonce. Um, but that song is boring. You know, it's 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 a boring song. It's not great. Yeah, I did not care for it. Um, I will say the best joke in the opening was Amy Schumer. Uh, you know, we're we're gathered here to celebrate women and all their achievements, and we could finally do that by uh, celebrating a movie about the Williams sisters' father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Such a good. That one got I, me. I liked her Aaron Sorkin roast too. The Aaron I'm glad one. she was on board with that. <laughs> I knew that one would hit you hard. I knew you'd love that one. Um, I, I just didn't think it was like that big of a thing where like it was known that he was a bad writer, but there were enough to make <laughs> jokes about it. So, isn't it? See, I have a weird relationship with his movies, but that's not what this is about. Um, I like some of them, though. It's he's weird. Um, I'm co- I'm kind of going through. Sorry, like, his directing. I, I did not mean writing. His writing yeah, his right. I was directing. about to say his. Uh, that's what I was thinking about. Um, kind of going through our text right now. Okay, here's something <laughs> we need to talk about: the fan favorite and the cheer <laughs> moment. That if they bring that back, if they bring that back, the Oscars are dead. If they bring I mean, that back, the Oscars are dead. <laughs> no, I like I. I'm a hundred percent serious. This is the death of the Oscars if they bring that back. I mean, it's so predictable. I think we knew this was going to happen. We we well, here's the thing. I don't think we knew it was going to happen. We we joked about like what if oh, what if the Zack Snyder crew really took this one over? But they actually did. Yeah, like, they did I, it. I thought the Marvel crowd would come through heavier. The the you the, can't beat the Snyder fans. They did the fan cheer moment or whatever the hell that was. I was yelling at my TV. That neo, sh- the neo scene, bullet time scene came up, and I, I, I was like, that wasn't in theaters. No, or that was in theaters, but no one's cheering back in the early two thousands at these fucking movies. Yeah, and literally, no one at the Oscars cared at all. They just sat there and what, let it play. It just, it was, yeah. Just it was happening at them, you know. <laughs> it was yeah. happening at me. And like, then, I'm sure none of them even saw the Snyderverse cut. But I or knew, the Justice League in general. I knew we were in trouble when um when they did the fan favorite movie and and the new Spider Man came up for I was like, Oh, they fucked up. I knew the Oscars fucked up. What was it then? It was Minamata, the Johnny Depp movie that we were mystified was in the consideration. Um, well, hey, the, the one thing I do give the Oscars credit for is they didn't lie. This is the actual votes, as you can obviously tell. It very clearly was. I'm reading an article right now just trying to get the list right. Because I, I cannot for the life of me remember what came in, too. But um, it just, like somebody said... Uh, a very controversial winner of this category. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> it's, what do you mean controversial? Oh, okay. So when Spider-Man, 
uh, No Way Home was four. I can't remember what five was. Then three was Minamata, mm-hmm. which we were like, all right, the Depp Hive really showed out for this one. Then two was that fucking Cinderella movie that everybody yep. hated. And then one was Snyder's Justice League. Or no, Army of the Dead. Sorry. Army of the Dead, right. Which is just awesome. I like that movie. There's there's a world where that Army of... Uh, the Army of the Dead has a place in Hollywood. Not as the fan favorite movie, though. But the Snyder, the Snyder guys uh, all joined... Hey, congrats to you guys. You made they, it happen. You got they, your little second of fame. They joined. Uh, they joined Powers through their mother's basements to build bots <laughs> and 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 get this movie to the top. They did it. It's so funny that like just I cannot believe. I know Snyder's got the writer dies, but I feel like it all really centers around the Snyderverse. I cannot believe that they coordinated these efforts around Army of the Dead. Yeah, it, it boggles my mind, but. I now know not to underestimate the Snyder fans. I mean, should we become a Snyder podcast for a little while just to get a little get the ball rolling? Yeah, get our viewership up and then start trashing them. I can think of a few good things to say about 300. I can think of a couple. <laughs> I like Watchmen. Like, you know. We'll get all the fans, we'll hype them up, <laughs> right. and then we'll start trashing them. And then that's all they're going to talk about is our podcast. Right. All like over I, social media. Like we'll I said, I, I like Army of the Dead. That's a fun movie. It's too yeah, long, like it too. but it's a fun movie. Dave Bautista yeah. is great. Um, it's just, it was unbelievable. And I, I mean, it wasn't unbelievable. But I, the, the thing that shocked me is I never saw, saw it happen. I never saw tweets going crazy about Army of the Dead. Did you yeah. see it? No, I didn't see any of it. Like, I guess I'm not on that side of Twitter. Like, I'm definitely not on Snyder fan Twitter. But no. I would have thought, like, a little, like, it would have popped up at least in the algorithm where it's like suggests yeah. like film stuff to you or DC stuff. And it never came up. Yeah. That's why it was a little surprising. Yeah. But, um, in know. the, with the fan favorite thing, I screamed at my TV and said that movie wasn't in fucking theaters. And I texted you the same exact thing. <laughs> I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous and a sham of, a, of an award. No, but I'm 100% serious that it's the death of the Oscars if they bring this back. Like, it's it's a, it's insulting to the rest of the field. Yeah, I mean, I think that is included, but I think it's, it's everything they kind of did at this Oscars. Like, it, it's really seemed like they just shoved everything possible at it. Right. Like, they're just throwing shit out a wall and hoping it sticks. They're like, oh, let's try this musical number that's, that wasn't even nominated. Just throw in, like, a random musical Let's just throw in uh, these random uh, Oscar picks that no one even like voted on, so except the, the Snyderverse fans. The Encanto thing was massively fumbled. First of all, they sh- if they were going to start the show with a musical number, it should have been that one because kids are going to be asleep. It came on at like 9.45. Like, the little mm-hmm. kids that really like this stuff are asleep. And then also... If they if their parents woke them up or had them stay up so they could watch the the cast do it live, they were massively disappointed by Megan the Stallion coming out because they don't know who Megan the Stallion is. They eh. completely understood the mar- the misunderstood sorry the market for who this song is like being played to, and also even if they were trying to play it better for adult audiences and like age it up. The reason it's go like the parts of the song that are going viral on the internet and on TikTok and stuff weren't played. It's yeah. terrible. It's 
totally mishandled. It was so frustrating. Yeah, it was just like the whole time I was just sighing throughout the whole Oscars. Okay. Yeah, man. And, and then like, what, what else bothered me? The fucking, did you watch the In Memoriam part or were you tuned out by then? I kind of tuned out. They had like a chorus band singing a real upbeat song. <laughs> by, the, and, by the way, uh, on that topic, I was laughing so hard that the orchestra this time was literally in the basement. They completely locked them out. Like they were, they panned the camera like below, like all the like 10 feet of floor and concrete. And then you saw the orchestra. Jesus. They were just chilling in the basement. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going through the list of people that were included right now. Um, so it had, it was missing. Here's the people it was missing. Bob Saget, Norm MacDonald, Ed Asner, and Robert Downey Sr. Mm. And a few other people. Those were just the ones that were listed. But, like, how I do you... I guess they were trying to make it shorter, which they didn't. <laughs> it was still super long. How do you not include... It, I, okay, Norm MacDonald kind of... He's he's not a huge comedian. He was more of a comedian's comedian. But Bob Saget Sr. Or Bob Saget, sorry, I just combined Robert Downey Sr. there with him. Bob <laughs> Saget and Ed Asner are, like, legends. Ed Asner in particular. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking. Ed Asner was a... He was a beast, man. It... Yeah, and I mean, the fact that they they included all this stuff and it was still longer than a normal Oscars is ridiculous and that they cut eight categories. Robert Downey Sr.'s... Sorry, not to harp on this. Robert Downey Sr., like, also, like, a very, like, well... No, he was a pretty well-known actor. Like he was had a successful career, but and he his he's also his son is like the biggest movie star in Hollywood, and they were just like fuck you, we're leaving you off. I imagine Junior wasn't very happy about that. Like, I'll say he probably didn't care. I maybe that's true. <laughs> I don't think his dad was was it that his dad wasn't very nice to him or. What are we, what are no, I still, I still, I just don't think he. You don't think he cares about the Oscars like yeah. that? I think, yeah. I think if I if had a father who had a long prolific Hollywood career and uh, also I was the biggest star in Hollywood, I would want him to be recognized a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think he cares about the Oscars. He definitely cares about his dad. He's making a documentary on him. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, it's just ridiculous oh did they get peter bogdanovich this i don't remember if they did or not can't tell you it's fucking disgraceful and it was like a chorus show going on it was so weird and it ended with the big betty white thing and jamie lee curtis holding a dog talking about donate to animal shelters and i was like okay like just play the sad song that we play in the commercial and just do that you know give me the commercial if you're gonna promote the dog thing not during the in memoriam when we're talking about people that died like just felt very off at off time <sighs> I hate hated so much about this show and um let's see the in memoriam the encanto thing i hit what else was fumbled here everything everything i know the amy schumer spider-man joke hit like a thud Oh. Yeah, that was just like not pleasant to look at. So I don't think anyone <laughs> wanted to see that. 
I'm sorry, but no one wanted to see that. Um, I, I think she knows that, but no, no one wants to see that, Amy. Oh God. Um, so the joke that hit with more the biggest, you know, not funny joke besides the Chris Rock shit, I guess. But the biggest hit like a thud moment was when Amy Schumer did that shit to Kirsten Dunst about, oh, you're fucking seat filler. Did, yeah. Were you checked in for that one? I did see that. Um, apparently she was in on the joke. Like she knew about it beforehand. I don't but, give a shit. Yeah. It's just like, why are you choosing her? One, like she's like a well, she's a great actress and very well known as nominated. Like, why would you choose her out of everyone else there? And also this joke has been done before. Neil Patrick Harris did the same thing when he was hosting a couple years back. Literally the exact same seed filler joke. Like, why are you just doing it again? We've heard this. He he's was a great host. I'd like him to come back and do it again. But um, no, and then it felt so uncomfortable, which I guess they were going for awkward humor, but it more felt like, hey, you're disrespecting like a really well-known actress who has been around for 20 years. Like, and Jesse yeah, no, Plemons. No funny. I don't know if Jesse Plemons knew about it. Maybe it was just Amy and Kirsten who talked about it. But Jesse Plemons was like, uh, "No, that's my fucking wife." Like, can you yeah. get up? It was so weird. And then she doubled down on it when she was like, "Are you married to that seat filler?" And the thing that really frustrated me about it is, it came right after one of her few like good moments in the show because. She was the one who had to walk out after the slap, like between presentations. It was they sent her out there, and I was like, "Oh Jesus fucking Christ, here we go!" And she actually said something that was pretty funny. She went out and she was like, "There's been a new uh, a, a new tension added to the room since I left," and I was like, "All right, subtle, yeah, subtlety. Look what happened when you handle something with subtlety, Amy. It's funny. Yeah. No, that worked really well. That was great, and I was, and it even had Will Smith laughing, like." <laughs> Everybody laughed at that because there was so much tension and then finally just felt like they were able to depressurize the room a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, we could talk about it for a very short Well, hang time. on. I want to get to something else really quickly, too. Um, I have one more thing. The Regina Hall bit when she went out there talking about like things that the Oscars were giving away and she was like, this never-before-seen movie, The Last Duel, I was like, you are openly shitting on one of the most historic Hollywood directors, and you're at the Oscars. What the fuck are you doing? Also, that is better than a lot of the movies nominated. Yeah, I mean, I do get her point because no one did see it according uh, to box office. But it was such a played joke, and also it's had a it's caught another fucking wave on streaming. People have been watching it and liking it, mm-hmm. but it's so fucking like it's I feel like the academy fucked up by being like let's uh, it, like how are they like yes let's insult ridley scott the guy who made blade runner let's fuck with him a little bit i just i just don't think they cared this time which was pretty obvious Maybe. they just let them do anything do you th- sure go for it do you think they intentionally try i think i think i mentioned this before do you think they intentionally tried to make the worst show of all time so that next year like anything is better by comparison I don't think so. I think they were kind of trying, but just nothing worked. Literally everything fell flat. Um, the and the one thing that did work was the most unexpected thing that they didn't plan. So 
I text. I don't know if I even. I was ahead of you, and I don't know if I even texted you because I was kind of sitting there with my mouth open. And I saw the slap, and I I laughed at first. I think everybody laughed because it looked like a bit, and it sounded like a bit. Like yeah, I didn't even realize it hit him at first. You know, I thought the, it was like a, it was a th- fake thing. I thought yeah. it was too, and I thought the thum was just his like it moving the mic moving on his jacket, and mm-hmm. then it goes silent, and you're like, oh, Chris Rock just. I I thought oh, Chris Rock swore in his joke you know and we're on mm-hmm. abc and then it keeps going and <laughs> yeah Chris the Rock's silence kept going kind of staring and then it cuts to will smith which i don't know why they would do that that was such a weird choice well the, they don't know what's gonna happen so but he had already said it once he had already said keep your wife's name out of my fucking mouth ma- out of your fucking mouth and then it cuts back and you can clearly lip read it yeah that's and, when i knew i was like oh boy and so I mentioned to you this this to you before the show. I do think it was a hundred percent genuine moment because it, nobody's going up to Will Smith, or maybe it, like, or or he definitely wouldn't say yes to it. Like, hey, we're gonna have Chris like poke fun at your wife's bald head on the, and you're gonna go up and slap him, and that's all people are gonna be talking about on the night that you're getting your Oscar after decades in the business and your career dreams have finally been legitimized and you're going to be the fifth black actor to get like male leading actor uh oscar and it's like the crowning achievement of your career and no one's ever going to talk about it because you're going to slap chris rock in the face yeah and i do agree with you but when when it happened i do understand and i thought it too that this whole thing was staged i thought it was was so absurd that this happened and it just felt like such like uh it felt like a me moment like it felt like that's what they were going for here they needed something to get viewership up because they knew this would work and it did work it felt like a fucking wrestling moment like a professional but look like when and then when you but when you see the video of you know Tyler Perry and Denzel in the corner talking to him and then Bradley Cooper the thing that really did it for me was when he walks away from Tyler Perry and Denzel in the corner and then he's walking back to a seat Bradley comes up to him and takes him by both shoulders and Will grabs him by both shoulders and they talk for like a minute and then they have a really deep hug and I was like wow for I was like wow that seemed genuine and two I didn't know Bradley Cooper like was giving such sage advice around Hollywood well there was that and then also right after that his publicist came right. running and that's when you know so i will say this uh the so i the thing that frustrates me the most about this is that it was the most talked about thing obviously but it's taking away from some historic wins i think the supporting actress award how many wasn't it like she was the second hispanic woman ever to latin woman ever to to win it and the first sure. one played the same role yes yes is that correct i think so um i do agree with you that all these like these are like big wins and all that but almost i think every single um winner was expected like it was all the number one choice they did they didn't know through no curveballs no upsets no nothing this was a straightforward very safe oscars so no, no no right and I'm not saying like that had to do with anything but I'm saying like we had a queer woman of color win yes. the Oscar first openly queer woman of co- first openly queer woman to win it uh, we had a deaf actor win supporting actor we had mm-hmm. a pri- primarily deaf cast win um, fucking best picture yep. the fifth 
the fifth black man ever to win like male leading actor and that's not what people are talking about we're talking about a stupid celebrity moment that if it happened in your hometown you would talk about for an hour and then it would be over yeah it's 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 really disgraceful and that the and the oscars like not controlling the narrative more on that has been rough Um, you can't control the narrative and the third woman director ever but um but like maybe they don't want to because I, I was thinking about it like I feel like this would be something they would want to highlight that like oh look at this we're actually starting to move towards in like in like inclusion and stuff and representation and we're starting to like give everybody like a fair shot at these awards and it's not just a white men's club anymore and then uh, and then but maybe they're like letting this kind of run its course because they don't want to point out oh this is only the third woman that's ever won this is only the first, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Only the fifth male actor that's black. You're saying why are they I'm not saying they I'm that? saying yeah, I'm saying they might just like kind of be letting this Will Smith and Chris Rock thing run so that they don't have to point out how inefficient they actually are because like yeah, it's an achievement cuz it's the third the third woman ever, but it's also sad that it's the third woman ever, you know? Yeah, I do get that, but I, I think there's no stopping the Will Smith narrative. That too. That, no matter what is going to be top of that. No, I'm you just saying stop that. they could have brought out the pomp and circumstance a little bit more for this stuff, but it seems like sure. they were like, oh, we don't actually – like, oh, we don't actually have to talk about the things we're bad at. We can just let this happen and then constantly put out statements about how we're investigating the incident. Cool. Yeah. We'll do that forever. Yeah, no, totally. We'll let that. Uh, I think. I think in the back of their minds, they're all kind of happy this happened. A hundred percent, and it and it really takes away from their. And this is why I didn't want to focus on it because it takes away from the shit show of an actual show that they put on. It's it was a horrendous show. Did you see the Godfather tribute? I did. It was disgraceful. It was disgraceful. Just fucking clips, and they put it over the bad boys music. What are we doing? <laughs> I did notice that, yeah. It was terrible. Just no subtlety at all for one of the most intricate, subtle movies ever made. What are we doing? Al Pacino didn't even speak. And I got... All right, sorry. I'm I'm getting getting real fired up right now about The Godfather. Um, Liza Minnelli just made me sad. They should not have done that to her. What'd they do? I'm sorry. I missed that part. Did you watch the Best Picture presentation? No. Um... You know, Liza Minnelli, obviously a Hollywood legend, a a star. She is old, um, and she's not well. She has some – it's a type of brain infection. Encephalitis, sorry. She has encephalitis, and it's obviously very, very much affecting her. And she presented the Best Picture Award along with Lady Gaga, who I think is actually the best person they could have put her with because Lady Gaga seems to have a lot of respect for, like, these classical, you know, aging artists. Like, she's apparently really, really great with Tony Bennett, and she handled the Liza Minnelli thing with a lot of class, and I think she helped her a lot and let her have her moment, even though it was brutal. But... Liza Minnelli like kind of kept forgetting where she was and she was shaking so much and she was in a wheelchair and it was oh, just wow. super, super tough to watch. And Lady Gaga like kind of kept reminding her like, okay, now say we're going to do the nominations. And Liza Minnelli's like, oh, we're doing the nominations. And then 
they do the nominations and cut to that screen and it cuts back and Liza Minnelli is like, all right, when are we going out to do the best picture? And I was like, oh, God, it hurts. And Lady Gaga hands her the envelope and opens it for her and is like, all right, now read the name of the best picture. And she read Coda and it was just, it was so sad to watch and I don't know why they thought it was a good idea to put her out there. Ugh. Yeah. Terrible. It's not pleasant. And God, there's so much wrong with it. Um, the musical perform. Why we didn't need to do the Reba song? We didn't need the Reba song. We didn't need any of the songs, but yeah, I mean, I understand when you have like a a Beyonce and a Billie Eilish, and you want to sure. do those. I get that. I get wanting to do a song like "We Don't Talk About Bruno" from Encanto, but they completely fumbled that. And then yeah, the Reba song was just not fucking necessary. And what was the other one? Um. I don't even Couldn't remember. There was four that they did, right? Or yes, was it five? I, so. um, I tuned out during all of them. It was brutal, man. Okay. So we haven't even talked about the winners, and I kind of we kind of said we were going to keep this to 30 minutes, so let's just hit some of these real quick. I'm just going to move on from the actual form. Um, like we what? said, they're, they were all what we expected. There was no, no upsets. And uh, I, it's I, like I was content, I guess, with all of them. I will argue that there was one thing that should not have happened, and that was fucking Belfast winning yes. for screenplay. Okay, that was the one surprise, I guess. Not a surprise, really, because we know <laughs> it the was Academy n- loves Belfast. It was a tragedy is what it was. They were uh, like, yeah, that's, I did not expect that. They were like, we're just going to wi- give this movie – a, a, a win over four better well i don't know about king richard but three better screenplays i think don't look up as a better screenplay than belfast yeah by the and, way was pta there i have no idea i saw cooper i saw alana but i did not see paul thomas yeah, cooper and alana were looking like they were having fun at least i was <laughs> i was happy for them all this all my all my favorite People that were there looked like they were having fun. Andrew Garfield was getting his shouts out. Jessica Chastain made sure to shout him out. Um, I'm still hurt by cinematography. I thought Nightmare Alley was going to get it, but at least it wasn't West Side Story. Hey, Greg Frazier deserves that. No, I know. I know. I'm kidding. Um, By the way, Dune got the most wins of the night, right? Right. I mean, yeah, I would definitely say so. Yeah. Um, I am also, I will say one thing. I'm another thing I'm upset about is, uh, well, I kind of thought documentary. I thought we, I I thought I almost convinced you that flea was going there, but it it did. Yeah. (laughs) Now summer soul. They went Um, the safe route. I had somebody pitch flea to me like that through another podcast. And I was like, fuck yeah, it's going to be flea. (laughs) It's like, this makes sense. Um, animated feature film. So, and so, okay. A travesty, but expected ABC has made this or no sorry disney disney owns abc Mm -hmm. they've essentially owned the oscars yeah they had three nominees and then encanto was directly the disney one they performed two songs from it and they they had hosts saying that animation is a kid's medium that was rough to hear and so essentially what they do every year is they turn this into the we're going to promote our animated movies more. That's all we're going to do. We're just going to promote our animated movies. Fuck off the rest of you. And they had Flea as a fucking story about a 
a refugee escaping what Afghanistan and trying to like find his place in the world. That doesn't seem like a very kid friendly movie. It was mm. so it was just brutal. I hated it. Yeah, I, I don't know why they said that. Um, I genuinely, if if they don't make major changes, like adding in those technical awards back into the broadcast, cutting that's out, the thing. They yeah. they they cut these categories out, and the actual ceremony, Oscar ceremony, the whole thing was not anywhere near better or like more entertaining, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, it did not help at all, and it, that just even makes the whole situation worse. Um, I mean, it's, I, I, if they don't add that stuff back in, if they don't fix the hosting situation and get somebody who, who isn't going to do long, long form bits and just kind and, and instead of getting somebody who can just like navigate the waters and facilitate, that's what you're supposed to do when you're hosting these things is facilitate the process and get us out of here in two hours. And then what else? I have yeah, more. Like we were talking about. 2020 Oscars was better than in and out it, it, it literally in and out super I, fast like in hindsight like I fucking loved it we just mm-hmm. said who won believe it or not it was yeah. awesome um what else do I need the hosts what what, what do I have the hosts the tech you know ones. what they have to do next year have Will Smith and Chris Rock host it I mean yeah I wasn't even thinking Will Smith just Chris Rock <laughs> I was kidding have Chris Rock host it yeah that know. immediately would bump up the viewership double the amount. He was a good host. Um, yeah, you know he was not doing long form bits, but like before, I don't know why they like thought that would be a good change to the format because it's never really been super long form bits like that. Like they were, they would be out there for five minutes at least, and it mm. felt weird. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And. Like usually, if you're gonna when they have them come out and do the you know we're gonna poke fun at celebrity stuff, it's like two or three minutes, and they're like, all right, we're moving on. Yeah. Um, the Wanda Sykes Oscars Museum was a weird ad for them to do for their museum. Such a weird ad. I thought it was funny because Wanda was just being funny, but it was weird to have her go in there insult and insult everything and just be like, all right, come to it. Yeah, it was a little weird, and it was so obviously like a marketing ploy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been there. I went there recently. I told you about it. Um, amazing experience. I definitely recommend it. But, yeah, it just felt way too forced. Uh, and then, yeah, we need to get rid of the fan voting stuff. If that doesn't happen, like if all of my demands are not met, I am I swear to God I'm boycotting the Oscars. I'll I'll do all the speculation do stuff. Do it. I'll, I'll do all this speculation stuff. I'll have fun with it. I find out who wins quicker from Twitter anyways. You and the majority of America. I mean, yeah, I, I will do that. I mean, I don't give a shit. I can watch any speech from anybody I care about later. If they're not, they they went out of their way to try and attract people who aren't movie nerds. And in that, I think they have completely scorned movie nerds because they talk to people who actually care about this shit yeah. like they're just fucking children, essentially, and we're making fun of it. No, like they tarnished I, both fan bases. I They didn't make it interesting enough for people who don't care about, like, cinematography and editing and shit like that and they just shit on the people that do it literally felt like i was being talked to like a child and i was Mm -hmm. like this is a goddamn disgrace it was horrible yeah just like not a good year and we're gonna try to forget about it it was a fine year it was a good movie year i liked a lot of the movies that came out this year no i I just meant the oscars yeah yeah 
it just sucks that such a great movie and it really makes me feel bad for like i feel so bad for coda and troy kotzer and that crew because like yeah i know you the you're you you've become like the the cynic over here and the heartwarming movie that isn't perfectly technically accurate is not getting high praise but like it is a genuine i think it's a a very heartfelt picture and everybody who worked on that movie clearly cared so much about it and it's been completely overshadowed i think even if this slap didn't happen people wouldn't give a shit because they were just like the oscars ter- handled everything terribly the presentation maybe was I, I do think koto have got a lot more praise um i will say this uh, and also i i am glad koto won it's that's that was an indie movie that came from a festival it, um it and I'm, I'm happy for that. Bought by Apple, a tiny. It was lit, It was a really tiny movie. Like it was not a big movie. It came out mm-hmm. of Sundance. Apple saw it, paid fifty million dollars to market it, and get it exclusively streamed. Like that's a huge, huge win for indie movies. But no one's yeah. gonna fucking talk about it. No. I will say though, I emotions hit me when we brought Yu Jung Yoon up back back out there and she signed Troy Kotzer. I was or yeah. if she even I don't know if she actually got it off cuz she seemed very emotional about it. And then like usually they have the presenter kind of like pushed off to the side so they can speak, but she just fucking stood there and took the Oscar so he could sign. I was like this is the best. She is the best. That was the most heartwarming moment of the whole night. She like she her her getting that Oscar win last year has resulted in like two of my favorite Oscar moments ever. Her with Brad Pitt in her speech last year and <laughs> then this year. And she was so great when she was like, I remember last year I got very mad because people couldn't pronounce my name and now I'm about to not be able to pronounce anybody's name. <laughs> it was so great. Uh she's a, she's a treasure. Yeah, she is. All right. Real quick, you want to see any movies this week? Anything coming out soon? No, I got a big shoot this weekend. I will have no time. Um, I What's coming out this weekend? Well, I, I was about to say, you're not moving a lot of time around to go see Morbius? <laughs> <laughs> Sean Fennessy today. Somebody I've cited a lot on this podcast <laughs> tweeted today. I have officially seen Morbius. <laughs> Just so funny. He loves nothing else. Movies. Nothing else. He loves those Venom movies and that kind of universe. Like he's very critical of a lot of shit, but for some reason is just a complete dork about that stuff. And he just goes, "I have seen Morbius," <laughs> and it made me laugh. Um, you're not. Well, I guess you. It would be you. You got to go into the city to catch everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, unfortunately, do not have time for that. Um, um, they're doing IMAX screenings tonight all around the country, but none near me, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm not getting any near me. Uh, there's some good. I mean, there's some decent stuff out there. The Lost City is one that I'm probably gonna try and get this weekend in with with my girlfriend. Um, you've already seen X, Uncharted. You gonna catch that one? Uncharted. That came out a while ago. Still in theaters. Nine, Nine o'clock showing for me. I might try and catch that one tonight. Actually. No, I got no time, unfortunately. But yeah, you report back on all those B movies coming out. They're not. They're actually. Well, they're not. Tech, they're not technically B movies. Their budget is too big. They would Fair. be. They, X is a B movie, and it's a fucking stunner of one. Um, this is so far off in the future, but I do have two upcoming movies I'm excited for. Um, I found out yesterday that Michael Mann is making a sci-fi film, and a western. 
and they're both in development right now. Super fucking pumped about that. Um, and then uh, I've talked about this before, but Francis Ford Coppola, Megalopolis. It's on its way. It's moving. We're pushing. 80 years old. We're pushing. Mm-hmm. I just hope – it's just so sad, but I hope Michael Mann and Coppola live long enough to make these movies. <laughs> no, they will. I mean – It'll Mike, happen. Michael Mann was born in 1943, dude. I know, but – it's going to happen. Hollywood will keep them around. He's got like four yeah. movies in the tank right now. He is all over it. I mm-hmm. uh, love it. Um, all right. You got anything else on the Oscars besides it was a waste of time talking about them before this? I mean, yeah, it was just, it was just all a waste. We knew this was kind of going to happen. Not um, like this. Not like this. No, not like this. Um, but... Yeah, this whole Oscars just came down to a slap in the face. So, I hope that. that. Hope they're happy. Yeah, exactly. I hope they're happy. Hope you got the show you wanted. Yep. All right. Well, we uh, we'll, we'll be back a- to our regularly scheduled programming yes. next week. We will have a new theme for April. Um, I think we have an idea of what we want to do for April, but we'll announce it on the Twitter once we make sure we have it nailed down. All right. This sucked. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Till next time.